Hello everyone and welcome to Drunk Musicals! I'm Julie. I'm Jenny. I'm Roseanne and we are Three, Three Drunk, Drunk Redheads. We are here to break down some of your favorite Broadway shows. We'll be bringing you history, trivia, and plot descriptions while also getting sufficiently toasted. Please be advised that this podcast will contain adult language and themes not suitable for children, as well as some drunk singing that's not suitable for anyone. All right, everyone, places! Thank, Thank you, you places. places! And enjoy the show! Hello! Welcome back! <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Hi! Welcome. We said hi in three-part harmony. But, like, not really. But not really. <laughs> We've been trying this all day. I mean, and in our defense, we were not actually trying that time. I no, think it just happened. I think, and we got the closest. We were, Adam, we, we were trying. trying to be like, hello. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we actually did it pretty well at the park. Anyway, yeah. welcome to Dark Musicals! Hi! We're back. Here to talk about another musical, and we're so excited. Yeah, we're gonna and we're off. gonna sing a quick clip we're snippet. Gonna, we're gonna <laughs> sing for you. <laughs> Are you ready? The hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Roseanne, and I'm drinking a delicious, truly blueberry and acai. <laughs> truly thing. Roseanne, that was not on the cue card. <laughs> and I'm Jenny. I'm also drinking a very delicious blueberry and acai. Yeah, I, I, that you have to say it the acai. same. Acai. acai. These are, I just took my first sip. It's quite delicious. Yeah, acai. it's refreshing. It is. Although we did do our requisite shot of... Soko, before we started. It was delicious. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, it was good. It was okay. It wasn't the worst shot we'd ever taken. No. It was fine. I think that's sure. reserved for what, like the vanilla vodka or... Oh, God. That was pretty Wait, bad. Wait, what was the worst shot we'd ever taken? Was Didn't we have like a, like a like a whipped cream vodka or some type of... Oh, God. Yeah, that was at my house. Cake-flavored vodka oh, It was vanilla vodka. Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. Oof. I mean, I was just out of Soko. That was tough. yeah. We 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 had, we had limited supplies. Either that or like take a shot of like wine, which seems silly. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do a shot of wine. Let's do a <laughs> shot of wine. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a brief summary of the sound of music, and we asked our dear friend John to send in a thirty second summary of the musical. John is a friend of the podcast. You guys might remember him. He guest starred on our episode for The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, 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 yes. Which is to this date our most popular episode ever. It, it really is. It has like a few hundred listens. Yeah. So wow. thank you to all you guys who are listening to. Also the longest episode, yes. I think. That one is like two and a half hours long. Like, yeah. got, we would not shut up. We No, no. Nope. And it was really hard to, to edit. It was. 
John also has his own podcast, and it's, it's called Jacob Marley is Dead. So if you want to give that a listen, that'd be super cool too. And it's about a Christmas Carol. It's, it's about it's about like various Carol. adaptations of a Christmas Carol. So yeah. him and a friend of his, uh, James or uh, Jimmy, I think he calls him. Um, they do a uh, they'll do they'll do an episode or two or a series on a particular adaptation. And it's 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 really cool. It's a lot of fun. They go all the way back to you know um, Alistair Sims version to I think they actually pretty recently did like Mickey Christmas Carol. Oh, it's so they so fun. they run they did Ghosts of Girlfriends Past yeah. like oh, anything. Yeah, anything. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely check it out. Uh, we hope to have him back on the show again yes. uh, real soon for you guys. But we're gonna give you guys thirty seconds yeah. of his summary for Sound of Music. Well, actually, before you do that, super fun. I can teach a Christmas Carol this year if I choose to. <gasps> You and should. It's it, a great like, I know, novella. But, so I have to like really think about because I have other choices too, and like it'll be fun because I can show the kids like all the different adaptations that have been made and possibly play some of John's podcasts. Oh, That'd be really cool. But you also it. have to make sure that you show them the best version, which is obviously Muppet Christmas. Oh Carol. yeah, no right. doubt. That's yeah. that I think is the best. Yeah, undisputed. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So which they have not done on the podcast yet, to my knowledge. They haven't done Scrooge yet either. I don't think. Right. Did they do Scrooge? I don't think they did. No, they did Scrooge the musical. But not Which is what I said, but not Scrooge. But they are also planning on, um, for any of you fellow nerds out there, they are planning on doing a couple of those Doctor Who episodes <gasps> that are based on A Christmas Carol. So it's it's really great. I actually spoke with him about his podcast um, at one point, and he just loves that. It's a pretty open-ended concept. He can just kind of talk about it forever, and I hope he does. It, there's no end of Christmas Carol interpretations. Right. All right, so I'm going to play this clip, and none of us have listened to it yet. No. Um, but he really built it up, so it better be good, John. And also, technically, this is 46 seconds. Oh, oh I don't shit. know if I can... Maybe we shouldn't play this it. This is against the rules. Yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Hey, everybody. This is John from the Hunchback of Notre Dame episode, and I am here to summarize the sound of music for you in 30 seconds or less. Okay, those so are here yeah. we go. In 1930s Austria, a really terrible nun becomes the governess of some one percenters boring kids and wins them over with the magic of singing one octave over and over again. One of the kids is into this guy who probably tweeted Drain the Swamp at some point, but later on, not so much. The one percenters future trophy wife and her gay best friend share some weird opinions about poor people and the one percenter eventually dumps her to marry the nun. The show gets kind of goose-steppy at this point and the one percenter gets drafted when a certain someone starts trying to make Austria great again. Rather than become full-on Nazis, the family sing at a music festival, escape across the Alps, and we all decide that the movie is better. Oh this my! The sound of music in thirty seconds or less. That was incredible. Oh God, John, listen, listen. Okay, standing ovation. First oh yeah, oh, standing we're ovation. Up. We're all standing for you. Oh, the dog. Oh, Winnie came in. She got excited that we were clapping. The dog is oh very my excited. gosh! At the break, can we listen to it again? Yes. yes. Oh it my was God. really good. I was trying really hard not to react so you could, everyone could hear it, but oh we were all very God. much trying to stifle all of our giggles. Um, thank you so much, John. That was really funny and one hundred percent accurate. That was amazing. Yeah, you did better than any of us could have done. <laughs> I don't even know how... What just happened? No, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, he did get, like, more than one second notice that he was going to be doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But still, again, thank you so much, John. That was fantastic. I loved that so much. It was, it was really great. good. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I guess now, how do you follow that up? I mean... We I don't know. To... I mean, should we just leave? Yeah, like, we're done. We'll just post that 30 sec- 46 second clip. Right. <laughs> as the whole episode. Yeah, like, okay. we went through it all, basically. Yeah, that was it.
Well, I guess we could also talk about the history of how the show became a show. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's give it a shot. The Sound of Music is a musical with music by Richard Rodgers and lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein II. So it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. Um, books by Howard Lindsay and Russell Krauss, and it is actually based on the 1949 memoir of Maria von Trapp called The Story of the Trapp Family Singers. I remember when I was a kid finding out, because obviously I grew up watching the movie, as mm-hmm. a kid finding out that the von Trapps were real yeah. blew my mind. <gasps> it blew my mind. That, and like, that, that they was were a real... actually singers? Yeah. yeah. Like, I I was shocked when I found out that there was a real, like, Maria von Trapp, and yeah. et cetera. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So the original Broadway production um, was starring Mary Martin and Theodore Bickle? 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 Um, it opened in 1959, and it won five Tony Awards. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and it did win Best Musical. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. Uh, it was then uh, turned into the 1965 film that uh, probably most everyone on here is uh, familiar with. Um, it plays a lot around the holidays. Uh, you, I usually see it more around Easter, but it does make the rounds at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the film version starred Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer. Rip oh, in peace. Oh, I love Christopher Plummer. Um, and that won five Academy Awards, including Best Picture. So, Amazing. Which makes sense. It's just a feel-good like, so good. show, but it's got a strong message. And Such I, a classic. Yeah, and I remember... Um, so, well, actually, never mind. I'll talk about this in my personal experiences, but there's a little bit of history that I learned from the version that I actually watched. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about that cool. when we get there. Sadly, it was actually the last musical written by Rodgers and Hammerstein together because Oscar Hammerstein died nine months after the Broadway premiere of the show of Stomach Cancer. Aw. And we have a special connection to Hammerstein because we live very close to where he's from. Well, mm-hmm. I, well, I, well I don't think he's from here, but he oh, moved but he here, lived here. And he wrote most of the shows here, here, actually. He definitely wrote Sound of Music here. Yeah. Um, and I think he died here. I think yeah. he died in the the... The county where we live. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. In the county where we live. The, the, the Rodgers and Hammerstein shows um, get a lot of time in our in our county on community theater stages because uh, a lot of places around here do like to honor them by doing their musicals. And the Hammersteins come to see they, productions they, they do. in our area. They do, yeah. Like our community theater that we all you know do work with, they did Oklahoma a couple years ago and they came. They did. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember I remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Sorry, I don't know why I, I don't know why I just like became like a robot. That that is good. I heard about that. That was a thing that happened. Wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start talking about our personal experiences yes all right i'm gonna go first just because i don't have much other than just like watching the movie like a lot as a kid and like loving it and watching it with my children now and actually our community theater that we just talked about is going to be doing this show i almost played what show are we doing um next (laughs) season and my daughter isla is going to audition yeah Oh. Um, she's six, so... She's gonna be... She's going on Gretel. seven. Yeah! <laughs> she's gonna be so, so we've been watching it a lot. Um, yeah. Just to, like, kind of... Like, I just even put it on. You're like, learn this. I, <laughs> I don't want to help you. You do it. You do it. Yeah, so I'm excited for her. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. I do know that, like, 
it was really funny. The other day, someone on Facebook was just like, they posted like a survey. You know, like how we used to do surveys and it would be like, what's your favorite color? Yeah. yeah you or like, you, yeah, you put how many tattoos do you have? Like yeah. that stuff. And what, it was like favorite movie. And this like person who's not into musicals wrote A Sound of Music. Aww. And I was like very surprised because I like, I commented and I was like, oh, I'm so surprised. Do you love musicals? And she, she was like, no, I just love this movie. Just this one movie. Oh. Yeah. This, this movie is like sacred to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like from their childhood. So it's... I think it reaches people beyond like our yeah. theater. Oh, folk. yeah. I yeah. think yeah. so. It's one of those movie musicals that really crossed over yeah. versus like, you know, like a Brigadoon or like an Oklahoma. Brigadoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly <laughs> was like, I was talking about Brigadoon earlier today because my mother-in-law was talking about Schmigadoon. Yeah. Which I really oh, need to right. watch. And then David put too. on Brigadoon when we were in the car on the way home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'll go next because Jenny, I think you have the most, so we'll save Probably. you for last. So, um, yeah, I also was mostly familiar with the movie growing up, um, and then I had never seen a live performance of it. Um, so, in preparation for this, I was like, I probably should find something, and I ended up finding it's still on YouTube as of today, which is it's like the end of July. Um, there, somebody posted the full uh, Hollywood Bowl from 2006, um, and uh, it stars Melissa. Eriko and John Schneider as Captain Von Trapp, who you may know. I'm, I forget who he played exactly, like, like which one of the brothers, but he was one of the Dukes of Hazard. Or if you're a nerd, he was the he was Superman's dad on Smallville. <laughs> That's how I know him. Um, but he did really great, and but it also has a young uh, Ben Platt playing Friedrich. Aww. Yeah, and it was Jeffrey Tambor's Hollywood Bowl debut. He played Max. What was our Ben Platt joke? It was the um that he, that, they, that he should know it just it was that he should play Ralphie in the Christmas Story a musical and it's just at the end when uh when he does when he like I forget what he does but like he, he oh he he lies and says that his friend t- uh, like like taught him the f word and he said but, but he said the f word and so now he won't get a gun for Christmas yeah. <laughs> and it was just and instead he's gonna sing words fail. <laughs> <laughs> So, we love Ben Platt on this podcast, both for real, but also kind of roasting. Come on our podcast, Ben Platt. Yeah, come on our podcast, Ben Platt. Um, But anyway, so, while watching this, it was really interesting because, like I said, I'd never seen it, and obviously the musical is different. They move some things around, and uh, there are some added things, like some people have slightly larger roles, like the Baroness is a little bit more featured. Um, And then they had the conductor come out before the show started, and he he told some very interesting sort of stories, and one of the big things he talked about was how Hammerstein was a like an activist and how like when he was writing the show it wasn't meant to just be like this oh like sweet feel good romance like he did want to be like and this this show also is making a statement about how the nazis sucked and like they were the worst but at the same time he also like didn't want to like feature their paraphernalia too much so i don't know how much people like really do this nowadays like i know if i was directing a production that i wouldn't think of that but apparently in like the original production like they like the nazis or people who are meant to be like at least germans wore red armbands but they didn't have swastikas on them Mm -hmm. and that they purposely tried to not have too much language in it the most is just that people would say heil but Mm -hmm. but it only happened like once or twice yeah um and it was it was really important to him that this was like a message that was told yeah um but yeah as as uh, roseanne mentioned our community theater is doing it next year and i'm probably gonna audition for it um i've just been joking slash seriously being like if they want to cast a fat maria like i'll audition um but i'd probably audition for like a maria or like 
uh, a baroness, but I would probably I would probably take like a named nun role. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the, the ensemble is a little <laughs> tough for the show when you're an adult because you do spend a lot of time just chilling backstage. Mm, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've always loved this show. I love the music from this show, and you know, I always say you want to see white people get turned like. <laughs> Just freaking play like Do Re Mi, and yes. they go, they go nuts. They love it in the Hollywood Bowl when they were playing that song. People were in the audience like, uh, like you can no, hear the a deer, a bee. Like they were all clapping so along, excited. and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so go to a, go to a sound of music sing along if you want to see white people get turned. Scary. Oh my god, that's <laughs> anyway, so funny, Jenny. Yeah, so I I feel like I always have like really random connections to certain <laughs> shows. This is definitely one of them. Uh, so, of course, I loved the movie as a child. I grew up with it. And then I did the show in high school. And it was my senior year. It was my senior show. So I played Sister Margarita. Her name's Margarita, but we call her Margarita. <laughs> um, it was a really uh, sweet role. And, yeah, the nuns, like, it's really, the, the music they sing is really pretty. So I really enjoyed that sort of choral aspect. Is she the one who goes, Maria makes me laugh? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. who I would want to be. Me. Laugh. And she's she's the one who goes, a flipperty tippet. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fun. Um, and then you do spend a lot of time on stage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I did an entire performance wearing no underwear under my habit. It was a thing. Hey. It happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hot. then, it, right? <laughs> I thought, and then I thought that was it for my uh, connection to the sound of music. Little did I know I was wrong. Uh, so I got married in the year 2006, 2006, 2007, somewhere around there. And, uh, my now ex-husband actually grew up in Vermont. Um, Julie mentioned earlier that the Von Trapp family is real, and that is true. Um, after they fled Austria, they came to the United States, and they actually ended up settling in the town of Stowe, Vermont. And they started the Von Trapp family singers, and they were a group of traveling family singers. They also started a ski lodge in Stowe. Do you think they're they were really weird? <laughs> you know, like they brush each other's hair. Yeah, and like, like that type of family. I mean, they probably maybe. were like what someone considered like weirdly close. Because yeah, I'm sure once you go through close. a situation like that, like yeah. you just and they were isolated. Yeah, because they came to Vermont and they didn't know anyone, and like Vermont has a uh, the population is weird. It's like it's got a lot of Canadians, but it's also randomly got a lot of like Scandinavian people. That's my ice machine. Um, and then the traps were there too from Austria. Sorry, I thought it was funny they called them the traps and not the von traps. No, yeah, it's, it's the trap funny. family because the, they came to America. The trap family singer. It sounds like very different. Yeah, it is funny because they are the von traps, but their lodge is just called the Trap Family Lodge. Hmm. So, like, you don't always call them the Von Traps in person. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> I ended up working at the Von the, the Trap Family Lodge for the Von Traps, and so they were my bosses. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, so, yeah, that's the town where my ex-husband grew up, and his family made a living for 40 years working at the Trap Family Lodge. So they were part of, like, that community with the Traps, and they knew them, and... My father-in-law taught Maria Von Trapp how to cross-country ski, and, like, they, it was just so weird. Did you ever meet any of, like, the, like, maybe, the, like, the children? Like, I did. any of the seven? Yes. <gasps> Who um, was it? So, Johannes Von Trapp is the youngest of the Von Trapp children. Aww. He was my literal boss. 
That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Johannes, and I've met a couple of the other um, uh, children, and they're extended, like, they're, you know, they're their children and some of their extended family, because um, they're friends with my in-laws. So, um, yeah, it's just really weird. Because uh, yeah. the Trap Lodge is a huge part of the industry in Stowe. So if you're looking for a job, I'd lived there for a year um, right after we got married and I needed a job. So because the family had that connection, all I had to do was walk in the door and I had a job. That's so awesome. So I bartended there. They All of the um, women who work there wear dirndls. Ooh. So they made me my own dirndl. <laughs> and I had this beautiful little blue dirndl that I wore while I bartended. And um, it was really, really beautiful. Like, I, the, the lodge is a really special place to me. So I just, uh, my ex-husband worked there, my in-laws worked there, and it was, it's fantastic. I just, I love it there. The entire lodge is just covered in trap memorabilia. So we used to just wander around the hallways, and there's all of these posters from the Trap Family Singers back when they were touring, and all of their albums, and there's also movie artifacts everywhere, and... It's really, really great. Um, it's just a really special place. So, anyway. Sponsored by the Trap Family Sponsored by Lodge. the Trap Family Lodge. <laughs> if you'd like to book your vacation. Yeah. No, I highly recommend it. Use promo code DRUNK. It's beautiful. <laughs> three, and, oh, sorry. Uh, it's three drunk. Three, three drunk. drunk. Yes. Listen to Please this ad so we get an additional 21 cents. <laughs> That's where I learned how to cross-country ski, too. I love cross-country skiing there. So if you are in the lookout for a great winter vacation, I used to go skiing in Jim Thorpe. Yeah, Ooh. or near Jim Thorpe. Yeah, and um, so like I was really good at it as a kid, which is like really bizarre because I'm not good at many things. And um, <laughs> one year we we went on a field trip to go like skiing, and I was always just like the fat kid, and like <laughs> I was bullied really badly, and. Same. We showed up, Aww. and, like, I was really good, and I was doing, like, jumps and stuff. Oh, my. And imagine you, like, going through, like, a loop dude. No, people, <laughs> and, like, I knew exactly what I was doing. Like, I didn't do any of the training. Like, I just went right to, like, the black diamond or, like, the big-ass oh, one. girl. And, like, was doing jumps and stuff, and, like, there was this, like, really cute kid, and he was just like, yo, is that Roseanne? And the next time I went down, he was watching me with his, some of his friends, and I went, eat it, sucker! <laughs> that's amazing. And that's my memory of, like, how I was really good at skiing, but not good at anything else. <laughs> you sound like, like, someone from a 90s movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, it was 100%. during the 90s, oh, that's for fantastic. sure. It was probably circa, like, 1996. Aww. And I went over... Over a little hill, and I got air, and I was oh, doing a nice. jump, and I said, "Eat it, suckers!" To That's like the most <laughs> coolest kids. Was in the that school. your coolest moment ever? Was it, that, like, it the could coolest be. Moment it of could be. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that would top that. That's I mean, pretty cool. I was That's wearing, the end of a Disney wait, Channel hold on. movie. Yeah, yeah, hold on, guys. I was wearing my Miami Dolphin starter jacket. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Oh so it may I may have peaked in yeah, sixth grade. No, I'm just like putting that out there. That's probably it. And that's what I learned from the Von Trolls. Oh, my God. <laughs> from the Von Trolls. Well, you know, so Maria and the captain are buried there at the Trap Lodge on the property. So you can visit their graves. Uh, Maria also used to ski up to this little cabin in the on the mountain right there to pray. Aww. And so you can make the trek. It's one of the trails that they have that you can trek to Maria's cabin, to I her chapel. I a picture of her. Chris wants to take me somewhere for our anniversary. Oh, 
Go to Maria's Chapel. I would like to go to their graves. No, go to Stowe Family. Go to, go to Stowe. Go to the Trout Family Lodge. It's amazing. We only have one night, though. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Her Wikipedia picture is so scary. Oh, no. I want to see. Yeah. It looks like they took two pictures and put them together. Hang on, Maria, I'm gonna find a better picture. I'm sorry, of your girlfriend. girlfriend. I scared the dog. Well, anyway, my in-laws knew her, and they said that she, uh, <laughs> she was great, but she also could be very harsh sometimes. Oh, I'm sure. Which that you know, me. I mean, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That that, that yeah. era, yeah. having gone through what she went through, yeah. and also like, like the lodge burned down in 1980 or 81, I want to say, and they had to rebuild it. That's beautiful. So, like, they've been through some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, they're there, and they're buried on the property. If you do ever want to go visit them, that's where they are. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think that's all just the awards. Yeah, I guess that's the last thing. They cleaned up. Mm-hmm. They were nominated. Hold on. i got to count. <clears throat> Four, five, six, seven, nine. For nine. And they won one, two, three, four, five. Five. Wow. And a, a, a couple of those... Um, were just like, or well, I guess only one. One of them was um, two people weren't nominated for the same category, so like they couldn't. Yeah, both they win. Yeah, both yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mary Martin did win for best actress. Yes, and Theater Bikel was nominated for best featured actor, but did not win. Aww, why is he only featured? Yeah, he would have been a leading actor. I mean, I guess maybe they, maybe they, maybe they didn't have a. Hang on, I'm gonna look this up. It was 1960, but if they have best performance by a leading actress, why wouldn't they have? A leading actor. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. I mean... The captain is... A big deal. A big deal. He's a, he's one of the main characters. Just one of. He's... Him <laughs> and Maria are the biggest characters But wait, does show. someone want to say my favorite fun fact? Wait, what's your favorite fun I fact? I said it earlier. <gasps> Did I forget? No, I just think it's really funny that... Um, Best Featured Actress in a oh, Musical. yeah. Patricia Newe was nominated and won. I, I'm assuming that's for uh, Elsa? Ilsa. But it, I, I guess it could be Mother Superior. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm looking at it right now, so I will correct myself if I end up being wrong. Um, uh, but also... To, oh, so yes, it was the Mother Abbess. Oh, okay. She played the Mother Abbess. But also, just all of the children. All of the children. Uh, it looks like we're listed as, the, as being nominated as Best Featured Actress. Although, the Wikipedia page does specifically list only Laurie Peters as Liesl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Inter- well, the, sorry, the Wikipedia page for the Tony Awards that year. Oh, okay. So, who knows? But I actually secretly hope it was just that all the children were nominated yeah, for Best Featured Actress. All of them. <laughs> yeah. And the boys. But yeah. So, we did the thing! We did it! Wow! Uh, we did so good! Yeah. So, it is time... For you to go and refresh your drink. Yes. Refresh your drink. Maybe also drink some water. No. <laughs> we established that we do not drink water on this show. No. But have you guys ever seen Coyote Ugly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ask for water, I'm going to personally show up to your house and dump a bucket of water on your head. You know what's really funny is like, I forgot about that part and I was, you were like, did anyone ever see Coyote Ugly? And I was just like in my head, yeah. Dan Goodman? <laughs> you know Dan Goodman who <laughs> was like such a minor character no, in the show was John Goodman John Goodman oh, I thought like, you were making a joke I was like this no, is an alcohol show you mess it up okay so anyway yeah go get a drink drink whatever you heart desires have a have a beer have a beer have some wine have, have, have a have a have a blueberry and a sight truly just don't have water don't or do, do. or do uh uh-uh. uh Whatever, whatever you want. And the music is fading. Because 
Don't have water. <laughs> we'll see y'all over there. Bye bye. Yes. also reminded me of something I wanted to talk about later. Oh, so, okay. I'm going to be getting us started with Act 1. Act 1! Act one. So, Act 1 starts off, so you start off by hearing, and this is something I learned when I was watching the Hollywood Bowl, because the conductor mentions it, um, the original stage show does not have an overture, like the movie does, or maybe some modern day interpretations do. It just starts with, like, you just hear, like, the church bells. And then you hear a bunch of nuns from the Nonberg Abbey singing uh, Dietzit Dominus. I might have said the first word wrong, but it's fine. We're going to move past mm. it. I think it's, it's close enough, right? I, it's Dixit. No, I think you were right. Yeah. Um, I, I knew, I was like, I know it's not Dixit. It's so. Dixit. <laughs> Dixit. Dixit. Yeah. Dixit. <laughs> Dixit. So anyway, also, I love that even though it's not spelled the same way, all the nuns live in Nunberg, which Nunberg. I find really funny. Uh, if, if it weren't a real place, I would think it was fake. But. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they're singing just beautiful, beautiful, it's absolutely gorgeous, it uh, choral music. And then, of course, we meet Maria, Maria. whose last name is Rainer, apparently, which yep. I never knew um, growing up because I don't know that they even mention it in the movie. I don't think they do. I don't think they, they do. do. Right? I knew it. I know. I just thought she didn't have a last name. Wait, I knew her real name at some point. I learned it, but not from the movie. Yeah. So, but they they, they actually say it in the script, Maria yeah. Rayner. So anyway, she's singing the penultimate song, not penultimate, um, the title song. Yes. The sound of music. The most famous song. Yes. Ever. Twirling on the top of the mountainside. Written by a young Ewan McGregor in France. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to mention something like that. That's one of my favorite Moulin Rouge bits is when he just like allegedly wrote The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. Yeah. So anyway, so she sings this song. And it's a beautiful song. It's so it gorgeous. It's just like that classic, beautiful number. So um, she is dancing and singing and, you know, hanging out in the mountains, but she's supposed to be in the Abbey. And so, so or like, she, she, she has exceeded her time in the mountains. <laughs> but, like, I don't blame her. It's gorgeous. I've been to Austria. It's oh, fucking amazing. I would love to go I would never there. go inside. I love this next song. So then, yeah, it's a really good song. So then she eventually returns to the Abbey, and the Mother Abbess and the other nuns are talking about... Um, all right, let's talk about, like, our new postulates and see, like, which ones we think are ready to, like, become nuns. And they are talking about a few of them, and then, of course, they mention Maria. And oh, they're kind Maria. of like, oh, Maria. And then they sing, I feel like almost every song in the show is going to be like, that famous song that, that you know. Song. Apparently, it is just called Maria, but yeah. obviously, everyone just calls it, how do you solve High a problem like Maria? Yeah. I would love to direct this musical because... I would do an acting exercise with my nuns Ooh. where, like, I would make them say what they really want to say. Okay. And they would sing this song and they would be like, how do you deal with that fucking twat, Maria? <laughs> <laughs> what a hoe! So me and, <laughs> me, me, and a, me and a friend were in the car and I forget if it was just that, like, one of us forgot the words or sometimes I have a, sometimes I have a stutter where, like, I get stuck on a word or a phrase and it just, like, repeats for, like, a minute. And for some reason... And now it's just a joke, and I can't remember the exact origin. But we just got stuck going, oh, will the wisp, oh, the wisp, oh, will the wisp. So, smiling. Yeah, because that's one of the bits. And so I think, but I think it actually was probably just that, like, we didn't know the words. Yeah. And so instead of being like, oh, the wisp, oh, 
love the wisp. We just ended up being like, oh, I love the wisp. I love the wisp. I love the wisp. So, and then Bertha's like a clown. A clown. She's a bitch in the movie. She is. She's like Maria should be tossed out on her ass with the and trash. We should we should also kick her and <laughs> <laughs> like she is not having She's it. I loved singing this song because you guys know me. <laughs> I love a close a close women's harmony. Yes, yes. The, this song is beautiful. The end that there's a five four or five part girl harmony. Where they're like, how do you hold them one beat? It's so pretty. It's really good. It's one of my favorite uh, pieces in and the movie. And you rarely get that yeah. in shows. I just love it so that, much. That's the draw that keeps me coming back to like maybe wanting to do this show. Yeah. Because there are some shows, we've talked about this before, there are some shows where like being in the ensemble, you have to decide if you love the show enough. Because if there just isn't enough to do for you in the show, <laughs> it, it, it is a time commitment. Um and this is one of those shows where it's like, oh, it's so good, but like, do I want to commit if I can only do so much of it? And then I hear these beautiful harmonies, and I'm a, I'm just a nerdy choir kid at heart, and I want to sing them. Yeah. So after they uh, they sing this song, where they're like, all right, what what do we do? Like, can, like does she fit in here? Is she? And one of the things that they do say in the beginning is they say like she's not an asset to the Abbey. She doesn't really bring anything to us. So she, uh, Maria is brought to talk to the Mother Abbess. To figure out, like, what are they going to do with her? What What is her future? And so they have a, a, a lovely conversation about, like, how Maria came to be at the Abbey. And you basically get her, her backstory, which is she grew up in the mountains. Uh, she did have parents at one point, and they lived there together. And then uh, when she was a little girl, she would always peer into the Abbey. Like, she would look in, and she was just fascinated by seeing all the nuns. And she would hear them singing on their way to, like, church and stuff. And she just loved it. And so when her parents passed and she didn't really know where else to go she came to the abbey hmm. you know which is really sweet yeah she's kind of she's like i didn't really know where else to go so like she came here and uh the reason why this conversation comes up too is they're like uh she says oh i'm so sorry i was late coming back from the mountains and mother abbess was like it's not that you were late it's that like we were worried we thought you got lost and she was like i could never get lost like those are my mountains mm-hmm. i know exactly where i'm going i was raised there it's just like how we're not afraid of any predators coming into Jenny's house. I mean, I am. I, I was not raised in Jenny's house. We are. <laughs> we are badass. I'm not worried. We are lean, mean, fighting machines. <laughs> Whereas, like, when I did think someone was pulling into the driveway earlier, I was like, should we hide? <laughs> and I was like, no, where are the knives? <laughs> so, they also talk about, like, Mother Abbess is, t- is asking her about, like, but did you really know what you were getting into when you came here? Because it seems like it maybe isn't what you were expecting. And maybe this isn't the right fit for you. And we're not sure. But one of the things that she says is she says, there was this time the other day. Do you remember? I looked out the window and you were singing. And then you saw me and you stopped. And Maria is like, oh, yes, I'm so sorry. And Mother Abbott says, I wish you hadn't stopped. I used to know that song. Um, can you sing it for me? Uh, I want to like remember it. And this is when they sing my favorite things, which is obviously one of our first, maybe second, big differences from the stage show. Yeah, which for is sure. that this is sung between Maria and the Mother Abbess, and it's actually really cute because Maria is singing it, and Mother Abbess, at least when I was watching it, is like writing down the lyrics, which <laughs> I thought was really cute. It's really cute. It's really cute, and then Mother Abbess joins in on the next verse, and they just sing it together, and it's so sweet. And she was like, "I used to know that song when I was a little girl," and I think that's really cute. Yeah. When. Um, one, one year, this is so weird, but I dressed up as Annie for Halloween. 
Except I didn't know any of the lyrics to like <laughs> all the Annie songs. So instead, I sang this song <laughs> as Annie. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like, when I'm feeling sad, <laughs> I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. <laughs> it was just, and everyone was just like, oh my god, <laughs> Annie knows Sound of Music. <laughs> Um, this is another one of those just like feel good songs. I love it. But fun, <laughs> funny story. Um, my mother-in-law, um, she, she doesn't dislike this song, but she hates how it gets played or like on Christmas radio, like at yeah. Christmas time. Cause she's like, it's not a Christmas song. And I'm like, yeah, but like this song is associated with the holidays for me. It's so, like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But like, apparently that's like a really big pet peeve of oh. hers is that like, it's like some people consider it's it like not a, Christmas a, like a song. holiday song. But they do talk about, like, snow at certain yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. It is... There's a, a amazing jazz version of this song, which is mm. so weird. You would not think My Favorite Things and jazz would go together, but I swear to God, look it up. It's incredible. We listened to, like, a rock version to, like, earlier, too, right? Think about yes, it. Yes, we did. Jazz. We'll play it later. Girls in white dresses. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, it's, in, it's all instrumental. So picture like, like a saxophone. Oh, I can scream. What about my favorite things? That was my version of it. When the dog bites. What were you singing? The sound of music. When the beast. Time to sing the sound of music. So anyway, so after they sing my favorite things, Mother I was just like, yo, that was great. You need to leave. And Maria's like, no! And the mother Abbas is like, just for a few months. I think she specifically says, like, September. But she's like, just for a few months, like, I think you need to experience the outside world before you decide if this is what you really want. Because she said, I don't really think you knew what you were getting into with how we live our life here. And I think it's only... It's, it's like when you're dating somebody in college and you have to, like, break up because you're like, I only ever dated you. And, like, what if I... Yeah. Never date anybody else ever again, and then like I I've resent you in five years. I like, relate to that so much. Yeah. So <laughs> so she's like so she's like Maria, you need to go have your hot girl summer and make sure yes, hot girl summer. you're ready to have this commitment, <laughs> right? And then come back in September. Oh my God, Maria she had comes, a hot girl summer. She, she comes back. She totally she did. did. She comes back and she sings my favorite things, but like it's the tune it's, of WAP. <laughs> <laughs> There's some hoes in this house. Yeah, no. <laughs> he really there's is. Some, there's some blue satin sashes. <laughs> I don't know. There's some blue satin sashes. There's some blue satin sashes. <laughs> Certified freak. Seven days a week. Blue satin sashes. <laughs> That's the only one we can remember. <laughs> blue satin sashes. And beast. Cream colored ponies. Crisp <laughs> apple strudel. So she tells her. Door so she, bells and sleigh bells. So she tells her, don't so worry. <laughs> She tells her, don't worry, I have this, like, great setup for you. You're going to be a nanny. Yes. For seven children. Oh, God. Seven motherless children. Oh, God, seven motherless children. Of this widower, uh, Captain Georg von Trapp, which I love the name Georg. Georg. I think it's a beautiful name. Mm. Um, And he is a former uh, Navy submarine captain. Yeah. Um, And so Maria's like, ooh, all right. I, I mean, I guess I guess if that's my option is just, like, leave and do this and then, like, come back to, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And this is where normally in the movie she sings the song, I Have Confidence. Yes. Um, that was written for the movie. We actually learned. Because I just suddenly realized that I was like, oh, yeah, that's not in here. Right. Um, it gets me hyped. 
Richard Rogers that wrote that for the movie after Hammerstein had obviously passed a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. And then, as Jenny said, her production in high school had it, and it, it makes sense. I'm sure that they added it later on because it's yeah. one of those songs where it's like it just became so iconic that they're like, you yeah. have to put it in because if you don't put it in the musical, people are gonna be like, why didn't they sing the I Have Confidence song? Yeah. Um, it's also, I think, it's one of the only songs as I'm thinking about it that Maria sings completely by herself. Yeah. Because I think no, almost every single one of her other songs are all like duets or group numbers. And yeah. she's leading them for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I Have Confidence in the movie, at least, is the only one where it's just her singing. Also, if you're doing the stage version, I Have Confidence has all of the villagers behind her in like a dance number. Oh, that sounds fun. So it's also another opportunity for ensemble members to do something in the show. And this is a, it's hard for ensemble members. Like they only have a couple numbers. Yeah. So it's nice that they added it because it gives them something else to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and then there is a song that they, I guess they also added for the movie. I think it's I Must Have Done Something Good. I love that song. Yeah, because that's also not in the stage show, but yeah. that's later on. So anyway, so um, without singing a song, Maria just goes to the <laughs> Von Trapp's house. She just leaves. And she meets Captain Von Trapp. And then, as I'm sure you're all familiar, he has his fancy whistle that he uses to call all of the children and the people in the house. And there's actually, there's even like little scenes where you meet like, I think, um, Franz, who is um, like the butler, and uh, Frau Schmidt, who is um, like, I think she's the cook or like the housekeeper, but she's she's the head of the house, I think. Um, and like, they, they have conversations where they're like, oh, the captain's back, so I guess the captain's been away for a bit. Um, and he's come back and realized that the latest governess has quit unexpectedly. Yeah. And he's like, oh, these kids, they go Ugh. through these governesses. What, what did they these do this These kids time? are being damn mad governesses. Um, and so when Maria meets Captain Von Trapp, she's obviously a little, a little not like intimidated, but she's very like taken aback by like how strict he is. And he whistles for the children, and the children all introduce themselves. So we introduce to Liesel, who is 16, Friedrich, who I think is 14. I'm not going to continue to guess the age. I'm, I'm like, this is impressive. Brigida, who no, I think. Julie. Actually, I think Friedrich is 15 because Brigida, I think, is 14. Kurt, I think, is 12 or 13. And then, oh my gosh, okay, after Kurt, it is Louisa, uh, Marta, and Gretel. Did I get them all? I feel like I missed someone. Hold on. Liesel, Liesel Friedrich, Brigida, Kurt. 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 Marta, Marta, no, Louisa, Louisa Marta, oh Gretel. Okay, yeah, I got them all. Damn. Woo! Um, I will say, they do that really cute thing in the movie where they're like, they, yeah. they all have to step forward and say their names. Yeah. And then in the movie, they didn't do it in this one stage show, but in the movie, Gretel, like, because Gretel's the youngest, I think she's like five. Um, like, she like doesn't just do her thing right away, and so the captain whistles for her, and she just steps forward and steps back and doesn't say anything. Yeah. Because <laughs> she like panicked, and he just goes, that, that's Gretel. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. And they didn't do it in the stage in the Hollywood Bowl, but I'm kind of like, that's if I were, direct, if I were directing the show, I yeah. would do it. I would I would be like, step forward, don't say your name. It's it's adorable. That's, really that's the part my daughter is going to audition for. I was saying Gretel, I think, is the only little girl role in musical theater that I've encountered thus far who is never annoying. Yeah. I've never experienced an annoying Gretel, and I think it's because there's so little of her that, like, what you get of her is so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, you don't have time to get, like, sick of her. Yeah. Because the only thing she sings is the little, the sun has gone to bed and so must I, which is the uh, most adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And her only purpose in this show is to be cute. Yeah. And, it's, and without saying any lines. And my right. kid could totally do Oh, my that. God. Oh, she would kill it. She would be amazing. So, um, and they're all in, like, kind of sort of, like, 
either matching or coordinated um, clothing that is obviously very drab, very uniform-like. And um, he tries to teach Maria the calls, but she refuses. She's like, I'm not going to learn these. She's like, that shit ain't natural. I don't answer to a whistle. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, no, you'll figure it out. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, but no, I won't. Yeah. For real. <laughs> um, so then once the captain is gone, he's like, I'll leave you to like, oh, he also explains like, he's like, okay, he's, every morning they like have school. And then after every afternoon, they just, they march around the grounds. And I'm like, that sounds awful. Like they just, they just march around the grounds. Like that sounds terrible. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm gonna leave you alone to like get to know them. And so she's like, okay. Um, hi everyone. And so for starters, she proves herself a little bit because Brigida tries to fuck with her by giving her the wrong name. And she's like, no, you're not fooling me. I know you're Brigida. And, uh, Louisa is just like, oh, yeah, Louisa is like, you're smart. Like, I like you. Um, and you kind of get to experience some of the kids' like personalities. So, like, you know, Friedrich and Kurt obviously like, the boys and they feel like they have a lot to prove uh louise is a little bit of a gossip liesel like wants to be treated like a grown-up as we previously mentioned gretel is cute yeah um marta's just kind of there yeah she's, <laughs> uh marta's she just kind of there and brigida i think is one of the brigida and louisa i think are like the head of like the fucking with the governess clan mm-hmm. um and so you can tell that like they don't like governesses they just want their father's attention. And so um, uh, Maria admits that she's never been a governess before. And so immediately they're like, ha ha ha. fingers. But she kind of, they don't get a chance to do that because she charms them a little bit. Yeah. Because they're like, what do you have? Um, she has a guitar. She has a guitar. Oh, and I did forget to mention that, like, the captain told her her dress was ugly, which oh. was really funny. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I'll, I'll have fabric sent for you to make a dress. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, they're just like, <laughs> and this comes up later also because Louisa's like, Louisa's like, you're smart. Your dress is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just keep dunking on her dress, which is very funny. Um, and, you know, bold coming from, you know, a girl dressed to match her seven brothers and sisters. I know. Or six yeah. brothers and sisters. It'd be funny if, like, Maria was just like, Get a mirror, fuck face. Yeah, get, <laughs> get wrecked, bitch. And she just like kicked her. So in her Miami's, her Miami <laughs> dolphin starter jacket. She's like, okay, oh, yeah, you don't know this dress. I have my Miami dolphin starter jacket. <laughs> oh yeah, you think I'm matching them? <laughs> think again. So they're like, they're like, what do you like? What's this? And she's like, oh, this is my guitar. And they're like, why do you have a guitar? And she's like, for when we sing songs together, obviously. And they're like. We don't sing songs. So she teaches them to sing uh, by using the song Do Re Mi and singing the same octave over again, as our friend John said earlier. It's a great way to teach young children their notes, though. You're yeah. not wrong. It really is. And, and, the, and that is how I remember learning it. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Do a Deer, Female Deer, Red, Drop a Golden Sun, Me and Name I Call Myself, you know, etc. So... La-dee-doo! My favorite thing to do is to fuck with people and to go... Do re mi fa sol la ti. No. Oh, Winnie was trying to finish it. Winnie no, you like, don't finish no. it. You just end on T. I have to finish it. Yeah, but she was doing it. She's Winnie like, was doing it. Do you want to do it again? Do you want to try it again? Let's okay. go. You ready? Do re mi fa sol la ti. I did it. I did it off key because I'm drunk. <laughs> Winnie's like, yes. Ah. <laughs> so uh, she, teaches, she teaches them the song. 
and they're like, is this a song? And she's like, well, no, these are notes. And then you use the notes to make a song. And so then that's where they go through the whole, like, do, so, la, fa, mi, do, re. Those weren't the right solfege, but whatever. <laughs> when you know the that notes you sing. And then the, the, this is the end of my section, but the, the fun fact that I wanted to share between Mary Martin and Julie Andrews um, is that, and the conductor, again, of the Hollywood Bowl version I saw, stated that Melissa Rico was going to be singing it in the way it was originally done by Mary Martin, which he was like, it might sound different at the end of Do Re Mi because uh, Julie Andrews went up to the, the high Do at the end of the number, whereas Mary Martin had a lower singing register. And so she chose not to do that. And so she chose to go to the low Do. Oh. And so, and I don't know if Mary Martin did it like comedically on purpose, but Melissa Rico did it very comedically, which is really funny. Cause so, cause so instead of like doing like the do re mi fa so la ti, she she went she went down to like do ti la so fa mi re do, <laughs> and it was very funny and I enjoyed that a lot. I love that. Yeah. All right. So after we hear this lit song, oh, it's so lit. It's pretty lit. Like I said, it gets white people turned. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're, yeah. they're, they're into it. You, you, you show me seven kids marching around with a governess singing Do Re Mi, and they're like, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly terrifying. But, <laughs> so like, new scene, Rolf. Blech. Enter Rolf. Def- yeah. Definitely. Oh, what, what, the what troublemaker. I was about to say, I'm trying to remember what, 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 what John said, but. Yeah. I'll remember it later. He is a messenger boy, and he is young. And oh, probably tweeted "drain the swamp" at some point. Yeah. <laughs> he listens um, to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. So he delivers a telegram, and then he meets with Lisa. Lisa outside the villa, and they just have this like little rendezvous. If he wasn't a Nazi, this relationship would be so cute. It would. So I mean, he's not a Nazi now. I mean, I, it, it's yeah. after the Anschluss. It, it's one of the things that gives the show a lot of emotional resonance is that, like, you are taken in by Rolf. Yeah. And you're invested in their relationship because of the scene. I wish they so did a little more with even Rolf. even more. Yeah. Because you, you see him as an innocent, and then you see, like, one very brief conversation with him in Act 2 yeah, after the Anschluss. And I feel like you need a little bit more because I think that would have been a really powerful storyline instead of just me being like, ugh, Rolf yeah. sucks. Anyway, I'm sorry. I cut so, yeah. off immediately. So you get this, like cute little glimpse into this like budding romance yes which is surprising because lisa is 16 and she going on 17 (laughs) but she is um you know still dressing like her siblings and like she has to like answer to a whistle and like march and shit so you would never expect i'd run away from you know, you think about, like, dress coding nowadays, and then, like, you think about Liesl, and then maybe you think, okay, maybe it's not so bad. But also, just, like, wear your tank tops, okay? <laughs> yes. But anyway, so they have this, like, cute little interaction, and he starts claiming that, like, he knows what's right for her, even because he is a year older than she is. How old is he? 17. Going on? 18. Hey! hey. So, we did it, everyone. We hear the song, <laughs> I am 16, going on 17. And we hear that song. And it's. I will it's, say this dance sequence gets me turned. Oh I love that every time. Very so cute. if you haven't seen the movie, what's like, wrong what? with you? But yeah, also, right? Stop listening to this. Go watch uh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, just stop. It's way And go us. watch this dance sequence because it's adorable. Oh. It's like. Has a little bit of ballet to it, and like she's just divine. It and has like, that touch of that 
Rod, Rod, Rodgers yeah. and Hammerstein yeah. ballet. It's yeah. it's very whimsical and like so romantic because there's a storm and they're in like a gazebo mm-hmm. and it's just delightful. Oh, I so like good. it when the band really starts going and it's like the da 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 da. Yeah, legit. I'm like in my house and I'm just like, yeah, yes, yeah. So the number ends and then we have a kiss <gasps> and she gives him a hand job <laughs> wow and then, they really uh as soon as he comes he runs off though oh jeez <laughs> right and she squeals with joy oh. not she didn't experience any because of the time but um she's just excited I love after. when people just go like woo whereas I always thought the movie was really weird where she just goes wee yeah 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 <laughs> So, meanwhile, we have Frau Schmidt, who is the housekeeper. Um, she gives Maria the new clothes because hers are so bad. Oh, uh, the material for the new clothes. And um, Maria gave all of her possessions to the poor because that's what people do. Except for the poor didn't want this one. one. The poor couldn't take this one. They, they didn't want this one. But, it was too ugly for them. So Maria's this awake. dress. And all of a sudden, Liesel is slipping through the window and um, Maria is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> she does that thing where she's praying. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Liesel's wet Uh-oh. from the thunderstorm. I was going to say, not the good kind of wet. Oh. Oh, you, you know what? She, you know she's wet. She's <laughs> she 16 wet. going on 17. No. She's got a bone. Am I right? Am I right? So she's wet because she's wet, and she's wet <laughs> from the thunderstorm. And Maria's just like, yo, you just gave this guy a handy? I'll keep your secret. But and you better wash your dress. You better wash your dress. <laughs> they didn't kick me out of the abbey for nothing. I, I know a few tricks. <laughs> yeah, put that dress in the tub to soak. We gotta get, yeah, the we gotta get this it. stain out. Oh, I'm sorry, Liesel. Yeah. I mean, so... We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Maria's like, I'll keep your secret. And then all the children come running into the room. Because the, the storm is just so scary. They're all scared of the thunder and, and the lightning. they are just like, fuck. So to distract them, Maria sings this lovely song, The Lonely Goat Herd. And she actually does a really excellent job of keeping them calm. And it's like, a really nice moment, in my opinion. So, a month later, <clears throat> Captain Von Trapp arrives from Vienna with his hoe. Oh, yeah, because after he met Maria, he basically was like, and then I'm leaving right away. Yeah. Oh, good luck to you. I forgot about that. Here's my whistle. Yeah, and here's my whistle. Don't call me. <laughs> they return from, um, from Vienna, and he is with Baroness Elsa Schreider and Max Detweiler. And um, it, it, it's, like, assumed that the captain and Elsa are together. Like, well, as a couple. And what I was also going to say, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again. I feel like they don't make this clear, that the, because they always just call him the captain. He is also a baron. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, and this woman is already a baroness. But, like, they are on the same social standing. And, like, I feel like they don't do a great job of explaining that. Um, until, like, later on. Yeah, yeah. So, just mentioning that in case some of you guys were slow like me and didn't realize that. So. Because he's also a nobility. So, Elsa 
tells Max that something is preventing the captain from marrying her. So she's just like, oh my god, like I give him a hundred handies a day. Um, I don't know why he won't marry me. So Max is just like, only four people have the time for great romances, which is shit. And thank you, dear. And we hear How Can Love Survive? This is such a fun little song. Yeah. Like, oh, we're both millionaires. How will our love ever make it? Oh, no. We've been given... <laughs> it's actually kind of funny, but I do yeah. get why it's something that they kind of cut from, yeah. from like, when they made the movie. <laughs> so, Rolf enters at the end, and everyone's just like, what's this fucking kid doing here? And um, he's looking for Liesl, and then he greets everybody with, hey. Oh, Rolf. Yeah. Rolf. And the captain's Party like... Party foul. Captain's like, get the fuck out of here yeah like when he's saying yeah we don't, we don't like that shit yeah. here captain's like get the fuck out of here and he says yo i'm austrian i'm not german get that shit out of here and maria and the children leapfrog in <laughs> i always loved watching this because i'm just like if i'm lisa and i'm 16 years old i'm probably not playing leapfrog with my six brothers and sisters yeah i'm probably walking next to them and like texting on my phone well you know how earlier i was like are they weird they're, yeah, this yeah. is it. Lisa's um, probably like, this is so fun. I'm I gonna love jump over playing you with my siblings. This is great. Oh, hi, Rolf. We're like, if, if Rolf wasn't around, we might have a flowers in the egg situation on our hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they leapfrog in, and they're wearing they're wearing their play clothes, which great. <laughs> but my little leader But Maria actually ended up making the children play clothes out of the curtains. Which yep, you heard that right. You can only imagine how lit they are. Um, and they're used to wearing like these uniforms. And here these kids come swinging in in their play clothes made out of curtains. Sorry, I just and, imagine them all like swinging yeah. in on mine. Well, no, I picture them in the trees. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was thinking about them in the trees and yeah. they're like, they swing in and I'm just yeah, imagining no. them like on like vines and swinging at the this house. point, the captain's just like, he's infuriated. He's just like, what the fuck? Get that shit off. You need to go change. I got Elsa here. How embarrassing. Oh, my God. And this kid just hiled me. Yeah. 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 Oh, what my God. I'm having a bad day. God, I'm Austrian. <laughs> so, um, Maria tells Captain that the children need him to love them. Aww. She's just like, yo. These are your kids. You need to fucking love them. Like, just because they were wearing their weird rompers yeah. doesn't mean that you've got to send them off like so. You haven't seen them in a month. They need a father who loves them. Yeah. You're the one who has seven children, buddy. Yeah. And he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Go back to the abbey, you terrible nuns. It's one of those classic hate to love so enemies tropes. to lovers. Enemies to lovers tropes. So then she starts to apologize and then you hear the majestic sound of the children singing the songs. Aww. And we're, we are going to sing that for you oh God, right now. Oh God. Oh yes we are. Here oh here here, 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 here we go. Just the three of us. That's us. With the sound of you, so 
Didn't we sound great? We sounded so <laughs> good. And it is a moment to be had. It is adorbs. Yeah. It's really and cute. Of course, like they didn't just start singing it. Maria taught them it. Obviously. And they start singing it to welcome Elsa. Because I think they all just like really want a mother. And they're starting to find this motherly connection in Maria. And then everyone shits themselves <laughs> because the captain joins in and sings the song and then embraces them. Oh, and the movie is so good. It's just so sweet. Yeah. And this is probably one of my favorite parts because it's just lovely. I always love the, the, the specific music of, of the part in the song where they're going, My heart will be blessed with the sound of music. Aww. Yeah. Ah, oh, just that little ah. Oh, I don't know why. It's I was good. I was joking about this earlier about how there's this phenomena where people will be like, "Look, I played this sad part of a movie and my baby cried. My baby understands the movie sad." And people will be like, "Well, actually, it's just because like if you listen to the music at that moment, it's like in a minor key or like they can tell by the chords and it's just like something in their brain is saying this is sad." Yeah. I feel like that's me. Like I'm like a baby. Where sometimes when I hear certain music things, I, it, they just make me cry. When, oh, you guys can't see my face, but when Veda, my youngest, youngest. I was like, second. I, and I was like, second doesn't work, youngest. When she was little, I'd always sing to her songs from Carousel, and I'd always sing, You'll Never Walk Alone, mm-hmm. as you know. From our Carousel yeah. episode. Yes. And I would sing it to her, and you would just see her little lip go, Yeah. And she knew at a very, very young age when a song was sad. Yeah. And she, well, she's also my, like, crazy empath child. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one doesn't give a shit about anything. And but, this song um, isn't sad, but there's right. something about the chords in oh, that particular yeah, spot no, that, like, beautiful. always gets me. It's so beautiful. Anyway, so it's just, like, a great moment. So after that... You know where the song makes me cry? <sighs> lonely Goat Herd. <laughs> He's just so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, the captain is alone with Maria. Yodel-a, yodel-a, alone. Yodel-a. He's a lonely goat herd. Yeah. And he's just like, listen, I was wrong. Stay. And thank you for bringing music back to my home. Aww. And Elsa all of a sudden is just like, what? That's my man. Alone with me. And hi, I'm Elsa. I don't know why she sounds like that. And she's suspicious. Of Maria, um, and then Maria's just like, "Yo, listen, you you don't have to do this, honey. I'm going back to the Abbey in September. I'm a religious woman. I'm married to God. I'm married to God. Well, she hasn't taken the vow yet. No, she's just yeah. a postulate. She's engaged right. to God. She's yeah." She's got the ring on her finger, but you know what? It's not solidified yeah, it's yet. It's not there yet. True. She it hasn't could, walked could, down the it aisle. It could come right off. Yep. Okay. So now it's party time. So this next sequence is the party, which the ensemble will be very excited about because they get to be in the scene again. Woo! And wear fancy dresses. And wear fancy dresses. The captain is giving a party to introduce Elsa to everyone who lives around them and is part of their scene, I guess. This is kind of like his social uh, group that he's introducing her to. But this is this is kind of an uneasy uh, situation 
because obviously things are happening now as we're amping up to World War II. Um, and so Nazi Germany is trying to, uh, they're going forward with their plan. It's called Anschluss, which is the annexation of Austria. So they really want to take control. They're taking control of everything and they're like, hey, you're going to be Nazis now. And I think this is, we're in 1938, I okay. think, at this So, yeah, point. it's, it's yeah. amping up to World War II. And so, like, this is kind of when Europe, But we're not quite in, like, Holocaust... Right. Like, World War II just yet. But Central Europe is trying to figure out what to do about uh, Germany. And so Germany is basically trying to, like, basically get Austria to join them and they're going to take over Austria and be like, hey, we're all Nazis now. You're on our side. And so this is causing some uneasiness. Uh, so we get a little bit of a sense of this, which is foreboding for what is going to come in the rest of the show. Um, but then we also have cute moments. Kurt asks Maria to dance. He wants her to teach him a dance called the Lantler. And he gets confused he can't quite do this one step really well so the captain actually steps in to demonstrate to him how it's done which means that he has to dance with maria this is the oh. sexiest part oh. of the show Woo! they dance face to face with each other and they're doing this little combo and it's like oh wait a second who is this and you get the first inklings of like oh Mm, oh, oh, there could be something here. So they have danced, and they had a moment, and uh, Maria kind of breaks away from him because she's not used to dancing with grown-ass men. Yeah, she's just like, what? Who are sexy motherfuckers, because I'm sorry, but yeah, Captain Von Trapp can get it. And so she's like, oh, I'm, my goodness, I'm embarrassed. I don't know what to do. Mm. But also, the captain's kind of dating Elsa, so it's also awkward as fuck because of that. Um, and so she's like, I gotta get out of here. This is weird. And she runs into Brigida, who's trying to talk about how she thinks her dad is supposed to marry Elsa, but... She thinks he's really in love with her. Oh my god. Oh. And so there's a there's a moment when this is all like being set up and you're like, wait a second, the kids like Maria and we don't really love Elsa. I mean, and she's okay. She's but okay, she's but a she's a little stony. She's kind of fancy. And okay, but she's a little stony. But like the Maria and the Captain danced and there was sparks. So, we're setting this whole story up for later. Then, uh, Elsa asks the captain to have the children say goodnight to the guests because it's their bedtime. And so, they sang so long farewell to all of the guests of the party before they go upstairs to go to bed. And that's a really super fucking cute number. Yeah. It's, if you're doing the show in musical theater, the kids have to, like, learn this cute little thing where they all do so long farewell, and they each say their Aww. own thing. And then it gets down to Gretel, and she's so cute, and she sings her own thing at the end. Oh, my God, it's adorable. She's just like, good night. The sun has gone to bed, and so must I. Oh, and then the cap 
Captain picks her up and she like falls asleep on his shoulder. It's so cute. But guess who's noticing this? Max. <gasps> Max. He's like, hey, identify this. He's like, wait a second. Look at this talent. Look at this raw talent in front of me. And uh, he's like, wait, I see potential here. And so he wants them to perform at the Kaltzberg Festival, which he is organizing. And he thinks, listen, they could be like a little group, like a, like a singing family, a family of singers. <laughs> wow, a group that sings as a family. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we especially laugh at it nowadays, because when you say family singers, I immediately think like, oh, the Brady Bunch, yeah. the Partridge family. Right. But that didn't exist in 1938. I mean, I'm sure there were some family groups, but... They were the first. They weren't quite as funny as the Brady Bunch. Right. <laughs> oh my no. god, those movies. But oh it was a real god. thing. It was a real thing. So, after so long farewell, the guests are leaving the dining room, and Maria is like, you know, I gotta go. She's at the front door with her luggage. And she's like, Psh, it's been time. I think it's interesting that in the show, her motivation is just the concept of the captain liking her. Yeah. It's enough for her to be like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. A boy likes me. Whereas in the movie, Elsa very passive aggressively is like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't be here because you're a temptation to yeah. the captain. Yeah. And that's her little sort of villain moment in the movie. Right. But in the stage show, Maria's like, a boy likes me now. No, I've got to go back to the nunnery. Back to the nunnery. I'm a whore. I've had had a feeling. Oh, Jesus, save me. (laughs) Just one feeling, and it was uncomfortable. Uh, So, yeah, she's confused. She's had feelings that she doesn't know what to do with. And so she runs back to the abbey, and she's like, Mother Abbess, I am here to take my vows. I am done. I am ready. And Mother Abbess is like, are you, though? Are you, though? Uh, are, or are you running away from your feelings and maybe you're like falling in love with this dude and so she tells her to face the captain she's like go back face him and discover if you love him and search for and find the life that you are meant to live <laughs> I love how you're also being the Statue of Liberty <laughs> <laughs> but like not an American one <laughs> So this is Mother Abbess's moment of triumph, and she's she's building Maria up and and sending her away with this very powerful message of of love and doing everything you're meant to do in life and f- chasing your dreams. <laughs> and she sings the song, Climb Every Mountain. Climb Every Mountain. That's right. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounded like you were going to be doing an impression or something. <laughs> like, no. another one, like, Climb Every Mountain. This song makes me cry. It's a beautiful song. Well, and Mother Abbess is a role I would 100% play when I'm, like, old enough to play that role. Because Climb Every Mountain. It's a beautiful song. I I kiss my fingers to you. It's just kiss. (laughs) It's a beautiful moment. 
And we come away thinking that Maria is going to, like, go back. <laughs> oh, we moved to Italy. Maria is going to go back. Maria, Maria knows now what she got to do. She got to go back. She got to go find Sister Margarita pizza. She, is what it sounds like. Yeah, we're going to get the pizza from Margarita. The pizza, and then she's going to tell Extra Captain basil. Von Trapp how she it's feel about him. No. And, uh, yeah, so she's going to go chase her dreams and find out what she's really meant for in this life, which is apparently to be the adoptive mom of seven children. That's a lot. What the oh, fuck are you I doing? made a friend with the most beautiful little fly. Did you? <laughs> okay. Its wings are purple. Fly every table. <laughs> no one kill my friend, Mr. Fly. Look, he loves me. Aww. Okay, guys, we're going to break for act. <laughs> I got hermit crabs. We're going to break <laughs> for act two. Or just regular crabs. While Roseanne rescues this fly Aww. who's on her actual hand. You're like Snow White, but for flies. Yeah. Sorry, no, I just he's thought... on your shirt now. You got him. You got him. Take him. He's on. It's I was say, I just made the Snow White going like, oh, and a bunch of just flies like attached yeah. themselves to her body. One day my fly will come. Oh my god! Oh. It's it's on her. No, no, it's on my. Oh no! Three. I think he's okay. I thought maybe he was injured. I think it's fine. He's fine. He's yeah. just being a fly. Oh, I love him. Okay, you're pretty fly for a fly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to have water. It's so bad. You no one's allowed to have water. I mean, if you feel like you no. need some, it's listen. It's hot. Hydrate yourselves. No, no. Oh my goodness. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have some more truly, probably. Okay. Yeah. We got yes. neutral good and neutral chaotic over here. Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> All right, guys. Go take a break. We'll be back yeah. with act two of The Sound of Music before you know it. Yeah. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about doing that all night. Hey everyone, we're here for Act we're Two. Back. Sound of Music. Act Two. Oh, what was it? Things about to get crazy. It's about to get go, nuts go, really go, fast. Go. Um, and again, I'm trying to remember how you sang Sound of Music earlier. Like, what? Sound of Music. Sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> so, Act Two. If you remember where we left us in the, at the end of Act One, um. Uh, Maria has fled the house. And so when we come back to the house in Act 2, we find the house sad that Maria is not there. But Max is still trying to be like, to cash in on the fact that the kids uh, are good singers. So he's with the kids and he's trying to get them to sing. And I think they're trying to sing um, Sound of Music. But they just sound like very depressed about it. Um, And he's like, come on, you guys sound great. And they're like, yeah, but like, this is Fräulein Maria's song, and we, we miss her, and we're sad that she's not here. And then the captain shows up with Elsa, and he also tries to get them into it. Like, he, he picks up the guitar, and he's like, let's sing The Sound of Music, and, like, they're, they're not having it. And so it's like, okay, bummer. So the captain even tries to get them to, like, 
you know, buck up and have a little energy. Um, and so he tries to get them to sing, and they're, they're still not feeling it. They're like, that's, that's not how Maria did it. And uh, Elsa and Max decide to excuse themselves. They're like, let's leave Georg to, like, help his children. While they're gone, the captain tells his children that him and the Baroness, um, Elsa, have decided to get married. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. No way. I'm as shocked as you are. Wait a second. I was really shipping him and Maria, though. You know, I don't know what to tell you. That's just how things go sometimes. So, Maria's not even here. So, (laughs) the children try to cheer themselves. So, the captain leaves. And the children are just like, oh, I mean, I guess Elsa's okay, but I still miss Maria. And it's just sad that she's not here. And now we're going to have a new mother. And I don't know how I feel about it. Also, they keep saying that you're going to have a new mother. But, like, she can only have died in the last, like, few years. Like, yeah. I have to imagine for at least, like, Liesel and, like, Friedrich and Brigida and Kurt, for sure. They they guaranteed have, like, strong memories of their mother. Because Gretel's only five. Yeah. So she had to have died with, within the last... Even I mean, for, almost all of them would. Well, I don't know. I mean, if she died in childbirth with uh, Gretel. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just trying to imagine yeah. she had to have died within the last five years. Yeah. So anyone younger than maybe Kurt yeah. maybe didn't have, like, super strong memories. But Liesl, guaranteed, Liesl was, like, in double digits when her mother died. Oh, yeah. And then being yeah. told, you're going to have a new mother. I'm shocked that they don't have, like, teenage Liesl being like, she's not going to be my fucking she's mother. She's not my mom. Fuck you. Yeah. And then she goes and you're joins, like, the garage. Mom. You're not I'm my real 16. mom. I'm 16. I'm going to be 17 soon. I yeah, I don't need a mom. She, she, she claims she doesn't need a governess. She's probably like, I don't need a new mother. I'm not going to call her mom. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Mommy. Mom. So, so anyway, they, so they decide to cheer themselves up by trying to sing my favorite things, and they sing it in a very depressing oh. way until. Raindrops. What do they hear? The what? the dulcet tones of Maria singing the song, and sure enough, Maria has returned. She shows up on stage, which hey. is great, and she's like, "Hey, I'm here. Um, I'm back until the captain, until your father." can arrange for another governess to come. I shouldn't have, like, run away. I'm assuming she's only been gone for, like, a couple days. Yeah. Um, you know, th- I don't think they really specify, but it's probably been a-, a few days. I mean, she literally just ran to the Abbey, and then they sang the song, and then she probably just ran back. Mm-hmm. So, the children tell her she that... She took an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> she, she called an Uber. She called Brett. Brett. <laughs> Brett. Um, uh, so the children tell her Father's engaged. Uh, He's gonna marry the Baroness. And Maria's like, uh, ouch. Uh, that hurts. Shoot. But as far as we're aware, Maria tends to come back and like not run away from her feelings, but she's not actually planning on doing anything with them. It's not like she's gonna, it's not, like, let's be clear. She wasn't gonna be like coming back and just being like, I am here, Captain. Yeah. I love you. Take me. Be with me. Like, no, she was just coming back to be like, I'm an adult. Yeah. I can handle that I have feelings. Right. Because I think I think Maria's supposed to be in her 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's, you know, um, but still kind of young. Um, but, so, but she, you know, she was going to come back and just sort of deal with the fact that she had these feelings, but address them like an adult and just yeah. deal with it. But obviously, hearing that the captain is engaged is a little bit of a knife to the chest. And it, like, I'm sure, but she's like, whatever, I'm going to deal with it, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, the captain actually, there is a little mini scene, I believe, where the captain is just like, oh, Maria, you're here. Well, okay. Which I find very funny because it is true. Like, imagine if you had a job 
you were a nanny. You just, like, quit. You don't tell anyone. And then you just, like, show up. Even, like, the next day or a couple days later, like, hey, sorry. You know, I, uh, I'm i a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. But I'm back. It's fine. Right. Like, <laughs> no. that is a little weird. That's weird. Right? Definitely weird. So, anyway, we then cut to Max and Elsa are, are, to are talking with the captain. And, obviously, uh, Elsa and the captain are engaged. Um, but Max gets a call from Berlin. And the captain is like, who is calling you from Berlin? Who could you have to talk to in Berlin? And Max is like, listen, um, I just want to make sure that if the Anschluss happens and we are, you know, invaded, that I still have friends in Germany. And the captain is kind of like, well, I wouldn't want to have friends on that side. And the captain, like, finds it a little gross that Max is kind of trying to sit on the fence and, like, not really take sides. Yeah. And then the captain discovers that Elsa feels the same way. Oh. This feels like a red flag you should have discussed before. Like, I know when I got engaged, I did make a point of asking, hey, just to make sure, you're not a Nazi sympathizer, are yeah, you? right? Are <laughs> and you? luckily he said no, and, and here we are. Right, David. Right? Do you have something to tell me? Just checking. You're not, like, you're not, like, into, um, yeah. you know, you know, invading Austria, right? Yeah. Like you You're against like, it? Okay, cool. All right, we're good. Okay. Let's go ahead. Cool. Okay, you can put the... Like, he, he was about to put the, put the ring on my finger, and I was like, actually, uh, wait, really quickly, how well, do you feel about on. swastikas? Yeah. And he said, oh, God, I hate them. And I said, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, Proceed. we're good. We're good. We're good. And so they sing this song, it's called No Way to Stop It, um, which is Max and Elsa basically trying to explain their ideology to the captain, which is like, hey, this might happen, it might not. We can't do anything about it. Yeah. All we can really do is just kind of try to ride the wave and, like, come out the other side okay. Um, which does not sit right with the captain. He's like, no. If we do get invaded, I'm not just going to be able to sit here and, like, pretend that it's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend. Like, I'm Austrian. I love my country. I'm not going to pretend that, like, Germany invading is, is chill. Because it's yeah, not. It's not chill. It's the opposite of chill. Very yeah, it's very not chill of you, Germany. Very not chill. To have invaded Austria. Yeah. Um, so, but after the song, um, Elsa's kind of like, oh, you know, I, I really thought that song would convince you. <laughs> um, but apparently it did not. And they have this really awkward moment where they're kind of like, oh, I, I guess we are sort of at an ideological impasse here. Oh. Which, again, I find very funny considering that, like, they clearly had discussions about being married. So much to the point that it was so much set in stone that... The captain told his seven children. Right. And then yeah, that seriously. same afternoon discovered this and breaks the engagement. Oh, my God. At that moment, Maria walks in and is like, hello, it's me. Um, I'm back and everything's fine. And congratulations <laughs> on your engagement. And Elsa's like, oh, um, thank you. But uh, you've been misinformed. Yeah. And Maria's like, oh, the, the children told me. And Elsa's like, no, the children were wrong. I should pack goodbye forever, Georg. And yeah. exhumed Elsa. Aww. And so then Maria and the captain are alone, and Maria is like, oh, I am so sorry that the children told me you were engaged, and maybe I shouldn't have said anything. And he's like, no, like, they, we were. I told them. And then I decided five minutes later that I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, because they were not she's simping for Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then they have this, like, really weird conversation where, like, not five minutes after being engaged, does the captain kind of just be like, you know, uh, I kind of, uh, and, 
like, it's funny. You know, I kind of miss fucking. He doesn't even admit it. He doesn't even admit that he likes her right away. He just kind of, like, is about to say it. And then she kind of starts, like, laughing. And he's like, oh, you felt it, too. And, like, kind of, like, makes her say it first. Like, a fucking weirdo. And so they, but they eventually confess that, like, they love each other. Aww. Which is cute and all, but I do kind of wish that they had had more scenes together to establish this, aside from just, like, the one dance. No, yeah, it's just, like, literally. They have the one dance, and, like, that's pretty much it. And it's after she's, like, yelled at him, like, just one scene earlier. And then they have a dance, and that's it. And, of course, a lot of it is subtext. Like, obviously, like, you know, her teaching the children has had a good effect on him because he's enjoying music more, and, like, that's great. But I do kind of wish there was maybe one more scene of them, yeah. like, just, like, having a conversation where they weren't fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, oh, hey, the weather's nice. Like, yes. And then later on, I'd be like, that was when they knew they loved each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But anyway, it's Rogers and Hammerstein. Who or cares? if they, I think it would have been really cute if, like, you know how, like, Liesl had this, like, adorable moment in the gazebo? It would have been so cute if they wrote in a scene where, like, they both got caught in a storm Aww. in the gazebo. Yes. Too, too bad they didn't. <laughs> but also, like, I figured it out. You oh, okay. Out. Yeah. Well, and they do. They, they are in the gardens for the um, for this scene in the movie, which is very cute. And this, this, so this the, this song, the next song that they sing, "An Ordinary Couple," is not in the movie. In the movie, it's replaced with um, Julie Andrews singing uh, "Something Good." Which, which is a very it's beautiful, so cute song. But I do like this song a little bit more. I'm guessing we did it because Christopher Plummer um, isn't, like, a big, wasn't a big singer. I know, but I love him so much. And but I, and I think he sings well, assuming it is him. I haven't yeah. read anything that said it wasn't him. But um, he does sing well in the movie for, like, the pieces that he sings. Yeah. But this song is also, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of dramatic irony. Where they're singing about, like, oh, would it be great just to be, like, a normal couple who does normal things? Yeah. Although I also thought it would have been funny if they did, if they, I, I thought you were going to say, like, if they had a moment like Liesl and Roth, Roth? Rolf. Rolf? <laughs> no, I know it's no. Rolf, but, like, my mouth said, was about to say Roth, and I don't know Roth? why. Roth? <laughs> Roth. Um, if, but I was just imagining uh, Maria being like, I am 25, going on 26, and the captain was like, I am 49, going on 50. Oh, my God. Because there's that little bit of an which is, which is fine. Yeah. We learned that was okay today. I'm fairly certain in the, when I did it in high school, they sang must have been something good here. And again, I'm sure that like there's there's some like licensed versions yeah. of it where like they've put in the songs in the movie because it's yeah. what people expect. Yeah. But yeah. And it's actually funny. Like, um, I, I know I joked about the age gap. They don't really even mention it in the show. Yeah. Um, which is honestly fine to me like I, I don't think that really affects their relationship at all yeah um I think they're cute either way but so they sing this song called Ordinary Couple where they just sort of sing about like how nice it'll be to a couple and like to like to like wake up together and just like live their lives together and then it's actually it's really really sweet after the song he's like is there anybody I'm supposed to ask to marry you and I'm getting a little choked up um, which is which is so sweet and she says, let's ask the children. And so then they run off stage to ask the children if it's okay uh, for him to marry Maria. But we don't actually see that bit. They run off stage, presumably very quickly, to do their quick changes because Maria has to get into a wedding dress. Right. Because the next scene is the wedding. There's a lot of instrumental music and then the nuns singing, um, very again, very beautiful mm-hmm. choral music. 
And then, like, eventually, like, the children process in. They're really buying a lot of time for Maria yeah. to get into her wedding dress. Right. And then the captain comes out, and eventually Maria comes out in her wedding dress. And they sing, how do you tell a problem, like, Maria. Oh, um, by and it's marrying so her. cute. By marrying her. That's how you solve that problem. You marry her You off. marry her. Yeah. And then they're married. And then she's someone else's problem. And then she's, and then now she's the captain's problem and not the Abby's problem anymore. And now she's a baroness. It's and true. then it's the reception, and then all of a sudden we hear, "There's some Sir, hoes right, in this. Yeah. <laughs> there's some hoes in this. <laughs> Girls in blue satin, blue satin sashes." <laughs> so, and this this Girls also ties back to the only reason why I knew that the captain is also a baron is because after they're married, she's referred to as the Baroness, Baroness. Von Trapp. Yeah. Because they'd obviously, they never call him Baron Von Trapp because he's a naval captain. Yeah. So anyway, that's the only reason I know that is because they call her Baroness Von Trapp in the stage show. I don't think they say it in the movie. And then in the movie, um, they don't have this, or sorry, in the stage show they don't have this bit, but I don't know if I was directing on stage, I would want it where the captain comes home from his honeymoon, which Jenny's about to talk about, but and he rips up the Nazi flag. Yes! And it's so hot. Oh, it's so hot. Tell us about that not happening Certified in the stage freak. Woo! Christopher Plummer! Nazis make me weak. You can rip my flag up any face. day. Wet-ass pussy. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> season two is just the season of love. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it so is. Like, is. Timeless. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll survive the test of time. Yeah. Oh my, oh, my God. I still don't know this song, you guys. <laughs> really? I don't remember any, any of it. I only heard it, it once. We'll play it for you later, yeah. I only heard it one time because you kept talking about it on the podcast. And I was like, you have to play me this song. And I just heard it that one time. Yeah. Anyway. There's a whole bit about a Mack truck. Oh, God. Like going in a vertical oh. thing. Okay. Yeah. It's Whew. a lot. Listen, we're here to talk about a very wholesome musical. It's called The Sound of Music. Let's continue. <laughs> it's got Nazis in it. It's not that wholesome. Okay. Did you see my eye roll? Yeah, you're like, oh. uh, Okay, so they have a honeymoon. Maria and the captains. The captain. Where do you think they went on their honeymoon? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Munich? It's close. Atlantic City. They don't say. <laughs> they definitely went to Atlantic City. <laughs> they went to the Trump. No, they went to Vegas. Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They went to some Trump. No, they went to Acapulco. Oh, yeah. God. No, they probably went somewhere. They, they probably went to, like, fucking... They probably did go to, like, Munich or... Yeah. Maybe, like, no, no, wait, no. They wouldn't go to Germany. What am I doing? Oh, no. Maybe, like, Switzerland. Barcelona. Paris. Paris. They went to Nishamstein. That's my headcanon. They went to Barcelona. 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 <laughs> there you go. That's what they did. But anyway, we don't get to see any of that. I'm Googling it. Because in the next scene, they're returning. Are you where the captain and Maria Von Trapp went From their honeymoon. Well, you can tell in real life. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm sure okay. you can find it. So while they're on their honeymoon, Max was preparing the children to perform at the Kaltzberg Festival. Remember, we heard about this earlier. Okay, so there's Herzeller, is another big figure. He is the Goleteer, Gauleter? This is a weird... Goleter. No, it's not French. I'm not saying that's French. Goleter. Look, at Julie Sorry. ran in here. I was going to say... Like, Help us on the way, Nia! G-A-U-L-I-E-T-E-R. I would guess Goleter. Hold on, look. I'm going to have Google pronounce it for us. Google, help us! I'm going to guess Goleter. Goleter. That's my German accent. Okay. And anyway, this guy's a douchebag. 
He wants to know yeah, why they are not flying the swastika or the flag of the Third Reich. Yeah, this dick. In front. Yeah, right? <laughs> of course they've been talking about it the entire show, and then it's like Captain Von Trapp goes on his honeymoon, and then like <laughs> it's like... It's, it's a, like immediately. Yeah. What? Oh, Gowlighter. Gowlighter! And then it's like, while he's gone, it was like the Germans were like, Captain Von Trapp is gone. Let's do the Anschluss now. Yeah, right. While he's on his honeymoon. We gotta do the Anschluss. <laughs> while now, he's in fucking while he's away Acapulco. In Monaco, or wherever the fuck mm-hmm. they are. So anyway, uh, seller is like, why the fuck are they not flying the flag of the Third Reich? He's gotta put a swastika up. Oh, No. Captain and Maria return early from their honeymoon before this festival. And in... Okay, so this is when he comes home in the movie and he's like, did they put a fucking swastika flag up in front of my fucking house? Yeah. No. And he's so hot and he just rips it up! (laughs) Ah! And you're like, ah! Rip off your clothes while you're at it, Christopher Plummer. Rest in peace. Respectfully. Uh. Respectfully. Rest in peace. But, God, he was hot in that movie. Mm. Uh, But no, he doesn't do it in the stage show. So, anyway, they decide at that point, in view of the Nazi German occupation, that they are not going to sing at this event. Nine. (laughs) They are not going to do it. And Max is like, come on, man. I set this all up. Like, come on. Just do it. You'd be singing for Austria. And the captain is Let's like... Let's do it for our country. <laughs> the red, white, and the blue. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. It's... <laughs> the king of Austria is asking... So your country will approve. Tomorrow I'll be fighting. And I'll win this war for, for you. you. Okay, sorry. Let's do it for our country. Yes. We owe it to our country. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? The captain's not gonna do it oh, for his their country. country. We'll do Greece too. One He's day. not gonna do it. No. He says Austria doesn't even exist anymore. Mm. I mean, like in reality, they would they will exist again. But at this point, it was a very murky, watery type of time. Oh my god, I can't imagine. It must have been very hard. Poor Austria. And he's like. Fuck no, I am not doing this. We're not gonna We're take it. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Maria and Liesel discuss romantic love. Mm. Oh, okay, so then this is a weird scene that comes right after this. Okay, so it was kind of intense there for a minute. And then we have this like heartwarming scene where Liesel comes to Maria for advice. And we know it's about this whole Rolf situation because she knew this guy and he's 17 and you know what happens when you're dating a 17-year-old. And Maria is like, listen, don't worry about it. You are going to be 17 years old. You're going to be married soon. Like, you'll figure, you'll have time to figure out this whole love thing. And there's a little reprise of 16 going on 17 um, and so, like, she's not really extremely helpful, necessarily, with Liesl's situation at the moment, but she's like, you're going to be okay. And that's, you know, as a 16-year-old, that's an important thing to hear. Yeah. Right? Okay, so now things are going to go down. Rolf 
turns back up on the scene. He enters with a telegram, and it's for Captain Von Trapp, which says that he has been offered a commission in the German Navy. Uh-oh. Offered. Wink. Wink. But, like, bolded underline. <laughs> you are being offered this position. He's being voluntold mm. that he is now in the German Navy. And, oh, by the way, Rolf's a Nazi mm. now. He's he's just a full-blown... They get so big so fast. Yeah, I know. They grow up, and one day you turn around, and they're just like a Nazi with, like, that sash on their arm. Shit. And... Ugh. And so this is when things start to get intense, and all of a sudden you were like, wait a second, this was a really fun musical about this family with all the singing children, and what the fuck is happening? Oh my god! It's getting oh intense! And so now, the Captain Maria have to decide what to do, because Germany is telling him that he has to become a Nazi, and Rolf is there, and he's already turned, and they don't... and. The captain is obviously like, no. This is where I wish they had a little bit more development of Rolf. Yeah. Because I think we did... Did we already see Rolf again? He came back to bring the telegram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had that brief convo where he's like, like, we're German now. And like, I get it. He's a 17-year-old. But I do wish... But it seems like he had already kind of... It seems like he's kind of buying into the ideology because he doesn't know what else to do. But like, I wish they talked about that a little bit more. You know? Because it, no, it just kind of comes across as like, he's just kind of like, I don't know, I guess we're Nazis now. And it's kind of like, ah, I wish there was a little bit more depth there. But I get it. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's true. And there's a lot, like, in a musical during the second act, you need to just finish things. I'm sure if they had included it, like, we'd be sitting around the podcast like, ah, who cares about Rolf? I wish they yeah. would have just cut this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, why did they leave this, like, Rolf soliloquy number? Yeah. <laughs> No, they have to get to this very <laughs> important Rolf. moment that's coming up extremely quickly with very little explanation. So anyway, Rolf is there. He's a Nazi. He's telling the captain that he has to join the Navy. And then him and Maria are like, fuck no. We can't do this. We actually have to just leave. I just burped at the same time. It was time hot. It was so hot. I watched <laughs> You're like, leave. <laughs> they have to leave Austria. And so how are they going to do it? Well, now we meet General Admiral von Schreiber. Mm-hmm. And he has arrived to find out, what the fuck, Georg? I sent you this telegram. Why haven't you joined the Navy yet? <laughs> We're waiting for you, and you are leaving immediately, and you are going to start your command in Bremerhaven. And Maria's like, oh, actually, wait a second. Um, I'm so sorry he can't leave immediately, because we are actually a band of traveling family singers, and we have a concert coming up. This is also the bit wh- where he has that one line that I love where they were like, you did not respond to our summons. And he was like, I just got over my honeymoon 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it happens immediately. It's immediately. Which also, sidebar, uh, fun fact, I was just reading the Wikipedia page. And apparently, Maria and Georg ha- had been married actually for 11 years by the time this actually happened. They oh, got good. married yeah. in 1927. Now we know. Yeah. Uh, she was 22, and he was 47. Yeah, it didn't happen right before World War II. They did have more than 20 minutes after their honeymoon, before they had to flee the country. They right. had, like, 10 years. A and good they, 11 years. They, they had a good 11 years. And they, they like, had had, like, all of their children. Do they have yeah. more children? They had yes. three. 
Good. Before, yeah, they had a bunch. They had children. Before. I was curious about that too. I, I've I've been like between breaks. I've been like re- reading Maria yeah. on Trump's Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Maria is like, we got a concert, man. The Trap family singers are singing. Also, they're trying to make a fifty-eight-year-old man. Yeah. Be in, in the Navy again? That's just rude. No, that's it's a true, lot. Right? But yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's it. She's like, this is our excuse. We can't go. He can't go to the Navy. Oh, my God. Oh, we got a concert we that got night. A concert. <laughs> so it's oh, going to have to wait. I love oh, how they're just like, oh, if you've got a concert, yeah, we can wait a couple yeah. of days. I do like how they're like, oh, oh, if we know it was a concert. Oh, of course, because you have a concert. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> all of a sudden, we fast forward to this concert, and also, hey, I think, oh, we're not done. Oh, I was just going to say, and I, I think in the stage production, they, they're like, oh, you're a singer? Fucking sing something. Oh, oh and, yeah, it is like that. Yeah, and Maria, and Maria starts to sing, and Georg sing, starts singing it, and then it like slowly morphs into it, and suddenly yeah. they're on stage. Yeah, but also, before we um, start the denouement oh, yes. of mm. good the Sound of Music, mm. love a good denouement. Very I would good. just like to point out that I don't think I have ever closed this out. Yes, it's Rosie. Or you know what? I I, th- I think it's I think it's Rosie. been a while, at least. Yeah. So hi, <laughs> she's here, the, guys. Um, welcome to the end of the show. We would like to welcome present you with to the Rosie, the Dana Mall of the Sound of Music. She's here. She's she's here. Just so you know. Okay. Yes. All right. So we're at the concert. She's ready to okay. go. Mm-hmm. And the Von Trops end up singing the Von Trops. They end up singing this elaborate reprise of Do Re Mi. And everyone's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, okay. Yo, yeah. We know yeah. You know notes. Oh, we okay. Know okay, fine. Solfeggio. You did it. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. And then Max is just like, yep, 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 yep. I got your guitar. And, like, he hands the guitar. I got your guitar, senor. Senor. Honeymoon in Boston. <laughs> and so the captain is just like I gotta sing something and he's just like stuck with his guitar and then we hear Edelweiss oh and Jenny's, Jenny cries Edelweiss. her eyes yeah. out that's what I got confused about earlier I had a moment where I was like wait did, is this the first time we're hearing Edelweiss because I thought yeah. they sang it earlier yeah but that's just in the movie it's my uh, mind yeah. playing tricks on me yeah and uh, I mean, like, the song's essentially, it's like... It's so fucking beautiful. It's a goodbye. Cool. Yeah, and, um... I wish we had a song like this for America. Yeah, no, we'll never get that. Maybe, no, because all of ours have to be like, We're America! America! Yo, I got American Eagle tattooed on my dick! <laughs> They, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they can't just be like, here's this beautiful flower. It makes me think of our country. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's he's singing the song as a goodbye to his homeland. They're using Austria's national flower as a symbol to declare his loyalty to the country. Max asks for an encore and announces... Is the Von Trapp's family's last chance to sing together. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh. No, no, no. It's so and sad. As the honor guard waits to escort the captain to his new command. Kind of like Like he's waiting. When he's going to like he's going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the judges are like, oh shit, we can perform. We got to think of surprises. Um, the Vaughn Traps, they sing so <laughs> farewell, which is comical right now, but it's not. Yeah. So they sing the so long farewell that song. I'll be the same as it goes yeah as one does yeah and they leave the stage in like little teensy teensy little little groups and then max announces the runners ups and he's just stalling you can tell he's just like and now the runner i'm proud of max in this moment like he helps the entire performance. for his trying to play both sides of the fence yeah. he so yeah. shows loyalty I would too. have guessed that he would not have that he would have like betrayed them yeah if given this is it. another so. bit for the ensemble though because I was trying to think I was like what even does the ensemble do in act two yeah well they probably sing for the wedding processional yeah. and yeah. then a few chosen few get to be like the other winners right. who just kind of run out yeah. and then like leave yeah <laughs> So he announces that the first prize goes to the Von Trapps, and then they don't appear. So the Nazis what? shit their pants. They're just like, <laughs> oh, it's a bad night with diarrhea. So <laughs> the family. Oh, I got diarrhea, and the Von Trapps escaped. Oh, that's I do, bad night. I do. So then the family hides at the Abbey, and sister. Margarita, that's me. Margarita. Margarita pizza. Margarita. Tells them, like, yo, like, we have a problem here. The borders have been closed. Yeah, it's bad. And then Rolf is just like, I came so many times from Liso. (gasps) And he's just like, oh, I found the bomb traps. I'm going to call my lieutenant. This part always pissed me yeah. off in the yeah. movie. In the stage show, it happens a lot quicker where I think it's just like Ralph sees them and is immediately like, ah, they're here! They're here. Whereas in the movie, he sees them, he sees Liesl, he doesn't say anything right away. Yeah. And even the captain is like, hey, just, just fucking get out. Just let us go. Yeah. Like, you're just a kid. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to but be involved he, in all and then, and then, and then he, gets, he gets mad and he's like, Lieutenant, and that's what makes me Never mind. Yeah, right? That's what he does. He sees Liesl, and then he's just like, never mind. And the Nazis leave, and the Von Trapps flee over the Alps, and the nuns start singing, climb every mountain. Yeah, the reprise. every literal mountain. Yeah, and they're actually climbing actual fucking mountains. Hey, we did it! Wait, also, sidebar, I'm going to share a fun fact about the movie. Yes. One of my favorite fun facts about the movie, and it's probably one everybody already knows, but um, when they were filming in Austria, or, like, wherever they were filming in Europe, um, apparently the girl who played Gretel, like, gained a lot of weight, because she didn't understand, I, I think it was partially just, like, she didn't understand, as many people do, eating on camera, that you can't, like, actually eat. Yeah. And so she ate a lot. So apparently she gained a lot of weight. And apparently Christopher Plummer always, like, hated uh, watching the end of the movie because he carried Gretel on his back. And they had to film it so many times. And he complained uh-huh. that she was so heavy. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that poor Aww. girl. That's terrible. But that always made me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. about, whenever I watched that scene, I was like... I'm just like <laughs> I'm like crying. I'm like he's so mad at that baby so fat. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, well good night, everybody. You may now have your water. 
you finally have permission for Roseanne to drink We're done! Since we're done. No. I have to pee and... I have to pee. Oh, Roseanne has, has to, to pee. pee. Well, that was the Sound of Music, everyone. Woo! Woo! Sound of Music! I hope that you all enjoyed it. Um, I hope you have... I hope we haven't ruined it for you. Let's hope not. <laughs> I yeah. hope not. I mean... I don't, I don't know. I think we did a good job. I love the Sound of Music. I love the Sound of Music. I, as, as much as we, like, obviously, like, give it a good roast... You have to, but like it's at certain parts. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's so good. It's so it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. And I mean, Julie fucking Andrews, right? Can we just give it up? I love yeah. her for Julie fucking Andrews. Bless her and bless her heart. Fuck the doctor who destroyed her vocal cords. I know. I just she is she's just I can't even put words behind what she is in this movie. Yeah. She's so special. Yeah. And I just love her so much. And she's just, this, her in this movie is just a part of so many people's childhoods. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's so special. Yeah. I just love it. So. Oh, I just remembered a thing I loved about it. Oh. That they only do in the movie. It's when, (laughs) it was when they're just like, oh, like, because in the stage show they're like, the car will do you no good because they've blocked off the wall. Oh, yeah. But in the movie, they're like, no, take the car. And then as they go, the Mother Abbess is like, I don't know why, like, they're even trying, like, because they'll just chase them. And then the other nuns are like, oh, we have to confess that we sin. And they turn up and they, like, stole the car parts from the Germans' cars. And I'm like, whenever I see the moment, I'm just like, yes! (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to mention that. But since we're at the end. Go nuns. It was great. Shall we clinky our cans? Yeah. Ready? We did it. Wait, oh, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, cans. let's clinky these. Ready? Ready? Oh, that's so much fun. We better. did it. Have a great Ooh, night, everyone. Thank you for listening. Drink water. Ah! Roseanne, you never Just tell them to drink water. Only at the end. Okay, the now that we're done, enjoy your water. <laughs> thank, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave a review to let us know what shows you want us to do. And don't forget to subscribe to get alerts when more episodes are available. This show is edited by David M. Good, Good job, job, everyone! Listen, oh, I cannot handle my face.